There are many people who say that they have heard a great song about love. There are many people who say that they have seen a great movie about love. And there are even those who claim to have the most amazing loving relationship. But the greatest love story of all time is summed up in these 24 words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God. Have you ever wondered about God? Many people are wondering about God right now. They see that science cannot solve all of their problems. They see that technology cannot solve all of their problems. So millions of people are beginning to talk about God. They are searching for this solution. They are searching for this fulfillment. And without knowing, they are searching for love. But what is love? Love is not a feeling. Oh no, if love were feeling it would cease to exist. Love is everlasting. Love never runs dry. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous, no boastful, no proud, nor rude. Love does not demand its own ways. Love is not irritable, and love keeps no record of being wrong. Love does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful, and love endures through every circumstance. Love never fails. This is love. This is the love of God. And that is what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 7, that this is the love of God. Now, the love of God keeps on giving. He gives and gives and gives. He gave to Son. He gave himself. He gave everything for you and me. This is God's love. He gives without expecting anything in return. Now, how many times have you given and expected something in return? How many times have you done something out of so-called love, but you were expecting the favorite back? Would it be helping them in moving out of the house? Would it be in buying them food and listening to them? You expect them to do the same to you. But that is not love. That is not the love that God has shown us. You see, can you call yourself a Christian if you don't have love? Can you call yourself a follower of Christ if you don't have love? The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 8, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. If you don't have love, if you're not patient, if you easily get angry, that is evidence that you don't have love in your life, this love of God. But most of all, it is evidence that you don't know God. There are millions of people that are at church that they say that they are Christians, that they say that they follow the voice of God, that they follow God, that they read the Bible and that, that they apply the word. But if they don't love, they don't know God. And if they don't know God, they can't be saved. How can you worship? How can you pray? How can you live your life for someone you don't even know? You cannot. For you to say with your actions that you don't love, is to say you don't know God. Well, how do you say it with your actions, you might ask? Well, how we just read 
In 1 Corinthians 13, that love is patient and love is kind. Love is not jealous, nor boastful, nor proud, nor rude. If you are any of that from the very beginning, those very few things, if you are jealous, if you easily get angry, if you're boastful, meaning that you always talk about yourself, and it's all, it's all about you, you're selfish, by your actions alone, you are saying that you don't have God. It is evidence that you don't have love. So then, if you don't know God then, are you truly saved? See, God keeps pouring out His love into all of us, overflowing us with His love. He's invading us with His love. And all around where, where we look, we see His love. But Abel, you might say, I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy of God's love. And I know. But that's the beauty of it. That no matter what we did, God keeps loving us and He wants us home. But keep in mind this, that God loves us, yes, but He hates sin. If we are living in sin, God loves you, but He hates your sin. He dislikes it. He cannot be where, where sin is. You see, God keeps on loving us even when we don't deserve it. He keeps on protecting us even though we don't deserve it. Because of His grace grace and mercy that are so big and so wide, so deep and so profound, this amazing love that covers us is holding on to the hope that we will change. That is love. Love is always hopeful. And love endures through every circumstance. Love never fails. But change from what, you might ask? Well, change from your wicked ways, change from your old ways, change from your selfish ways, and change from your sinful ways. And what does sin do? You see, sin separates us from God. It separates us from the love of God. Because of sin, many people don't know God. The Bible says in Oseas chapter 4, verse 6, My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. Not because they don't have the opportunity to know God personally, but because they reject the opportunity to know God personally. You see, sin comes and separates us from God. How I said, God loves you. Yes, He does. But He hates sin. He hates the sin that you have. And that sin that you chose over God is separating you from the love of God. You don't know God when you are living in sin. You don't. You know about Him, but you don't know Him. You know about love, but you don't have love. And this is why many people feel that, that they are being rejected by the world. But no, they're not. You are picking sin over God. You are separating yourself over God. And many people don't know this. And this is why they are being destroyed. Destroyed by who? The devil, the enemy. The devil has one, he has three purposes. One solid mission, which is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. If it's not God, it is him. Well, I'm in the middle. I haven't decided. When you don't know, it's a no. When people say maybe, it's a no. When people say, I don't know if I'm saved, then you are not saved. Because when you know, you know. You have this confidence. You have this assurance. You have this firm faith like Peter, an unmovable rock. So the people are being destroyed right now. Because they don't know God. Not because they don't have the opportunity to know God but because they reject the opportunity to personally know God. You see, knowing God personally and knowing about Him are two different things. But the love of God is so great. The love of God is so amazing. 
Because right now, many people have this emptiness, this hopelessness, and all this pain and suffering being built up inside of them. But the love of God fills in this emptiness. The love of God fills in this hopelessness. The love of God takes away our pain and suffering that is even in the deepest part of our hearts. Many people are trying to fill in this void with so many things, with so many sinful things. But God says, let me heal you with my love, my never-ending love, my love that has power, my love that can take away pain and suffering. That is the love of God. That is the love that God has for you. I know because I was there. I had so much pain, so much emptiness. So I felt abandoned by my mother. I felt so many things that were being piled up, even from the death of my grandmother that had been long ago. I never had time to grieve. I couldn't grieve. I couldn't yell. I couldn't scream. When I got angry, I was holding everything back and I was holding it in my heart. And God said, give it to me and I'll heal you with my love. I didn't understand it. I didn't even try to comprehend it. I said, Lord, I'm giving it to you. Here it is. And from all my emptiness, all my hopelessness, all all this feeling of abandonment, this anger that I had inside of me that I didn't even know, this feeling of failure, this feeling of rejection, this feeling as I didn't know anything, as being dumb, all of these things being built up, God said, give it to me and I'll heal you. And the way that I can explain it, how God heals you, is by using an example of a broken vase. You see, I was so broken, but I was still standing. Why? How? Because I myself, without knowing, had entered a state of survival mode. You see, with everything that had happened in my life, I entered a state of survival mode, which means that I didn't give up. I kept on pursuing, I kept on following, I kept on moving, but being broken inside. I did the bare minimum to keep my head above water. I did the bare minimum of knowing God. I did the bare minimum of entering His glory. I did the bare minimum to just stay alive. And once a wise person told me, she said, instead of just eating enough to survive, why don't you eat enough to grow? In this case, instead of just doing the bare minimum to survive, why don't you do more? to start to grow. You see, if you're not growing, you're dying. But I had entered this state of survival mode and I wasn't dying. I was barely living. You couldn't even call that living. I had so much weight on my shoulders. I had so many chains being that, that were tied to me that had had me bind. And I, as I was in the, in the love of God, being invaded by His love, I asked myself, I said, how in the world was I able to get this far with all of this that I was carrying? It surprised me how far I was able to come with all these things being inside of me, with all these chains holding me back. I was still able to take steps forward and move forward and come to the presence of God to experience His love like never before. I was left in awe and in wonder of how great God's love is. You see, Jesus Christ didn't come here to judge you, to destroy you because of your sins. No, He came here to set you free. He came here to set you free from that pain, from that hurt, from that suffering, from that abandonment, that hopelessness, free from the addictions, free from the sin that is in the world, free from everything that's even deep in your heart that you don't even know of. He came here to give you this opportunity. He came here to give you this fresh new start. He he came here to give you 
this moment of knowing Him personally, of being filled with this love, His holy love, this love that surpasses all understanding. You don't need to understand it. You can just be invaded by His love. And in that invasion of His love, as He's just pouring out His love to you, your spirit will understand it. You don't have to come to church for years to be able to experience His love. On the first day, you can experience His love. And I know that at the time right now of recording this, this podcast, we're, we're in lockdown and we can't do anything. We can't go to church. We can't go outside. But even in that, in, even in your room, in your closet, wherever you are, you can be invaded by the love of God if you are willing. But how? How, you might ask? How can I have all these things that you speak of? How can I be free? How can I be invaded by His love? How can I even bring down His love in my room, in my house? I have done so many wrong things, you might say. You have stabbed God's back multiple times. You have left your family. You have left your church. You have sinned against heaven and God. How could He take you back after all that you did, you might ask? Because He loves you. That's how. That's why. He loves you so much. He loves you, loves you, and loves you that He is pouring out his love into you that no matter what you did no matter what you are doing he is still pouring out his love into your life and he's holding on to the hope that you will change from those ways and that you will come back home oh what great joy what great festival there will be in heaven the moment the day the second that you come back home, that you make this decision and say, Lord, I want to come back home. This love is available to you, and all you have to do is repent. Now, repenting carries a meaning that says changing from your old ways. It means to stop what you were doing. It means to live this amazing life God has for you. It means to pick up His love to, and to live in His love. It means to do what Jesus did, not just for a moment, but for the rest of your life. Wouldn't you want to be in the love of God for the rest of your life and not just for a day? Your life will change if you are willing Willing to let go of all those sinful ways. To allow God to fill you with His love. That is the love of God that is available to all of us. To be filled with His love. To be filled with His peace, His strength, His wisdom, His spirit, His character, His thoughts, and His culture, and so much more. That's all in His love. And all you have to do right now to be able to experience His love, to be able to have a relationship with God, to personally know Him, not know about Him, but know Him, oh, that's the greatest opportunity. Don't reject this opportunity right now. Let's pray. Father, I repent of my sins of my old ways and wicked ways, my selfish ways, Lord. I didn't know of this amazing love that you have for me, God. This love that surpasses everything, this love that covers multitudes of sin, Lord. I didn't know what you were doing. Father, I want to come home into your love. 
to be invaded by your love and to be changed and transformed. I don't want this sickness. I don't want this disease. I don't want this pain and this suffering. I don't want to feel this abandonment. I don't want to feel this hopelessness. I don't want to feel like a failure, Lord. You called me with a purpose, and I know deep down inside of me, Lord, that there is so much that you need to do. So, Father, you go into the deepest part of my heart and remove all this sin that is in there. Remove all this wickedness that is in there. And, Lord, invade me with you. Because I want to know you personally, God. Not know about you, but I want to know you, to hear your voice, and to spend each and every single moment of my life with you at its fullness. Write my name in the book of life, Lord, so that when my day comes, when you call me home, I'm able to enter into eternity with you. Help me to serve you, to follow your ways. Oh, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my life, and in my heart. Lord, you establish your presence in my life. You invade my life with your kingdom because I want everything that has to do with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now that you have said it with your words, your actions must follow as well. You see, love God as he loved you. Not because he's expecting you to but that's because that's what love is. Live this life God has for you. There's still so much more to life, no matter how old you are. This is only the beginning. <laughs>